You are listening to Comic Talk 616, a podcast on all things nerdy. We can be found on Anchor FM or anywhere you choose to listen to your podcasts. Also, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, comictalk616.weebly.com. Sanctorum sucks. So, Hi, Steven. So I'm better than you. That's true. All of you. I'm better than all of you. Because Jake always stutters when he's in my presence because he understands. He is in complete awe. Oh, it's it's the socks. Let's just be honest. <laughs> he has to sock it to us. Are you saying that? Um, are you saying that Jake is the Andrew Garfield of this podcast? I would say that. <laughs> I'm amazing, guys. <laughs> now that being said, I never saw the second one. Oh, okay. Okay, I don't feel. I I really liked Andrew Garfield as Spider Man, but I not did too. Peter Parker. I think they were kind of making a joke on that when they had him like show up in the suit, mm-hmm. and they had like the other guy show up as Peter Parker, which is pretty great. With yeah. that, hey guys, uh, this is our special No Way Home episode. Uh, we're telling you right now. Okay, first so, of all, if you clicked on this episode... You knew it was coming. You, like, yeah, like, like, we don't apologize in advance. This is like, we're going to spoil this so hard. It, we basically hopped on a desk, pulled on our pants, and, and dropped a load of spoilers. So, okay, so I have a, th- I have a thing. I have a thing that I thought was so... Did you say that was provocative? <laughs> remember? Provocative. So, like, remember what? about... Uh, was it four or five months ago when I saw the thing... And I thought it was, uh, I thought it was, um, I thought it was, like, doctored footage. Like, I thought somebody did some really good deep fake footage. Yeah. It was a bunch of the Statue of Liberty stuff. It was real. The thing I saw was real. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. And I didn't think it was real, because they all showed all their faces. I'm like, why would they all show their faces at once? Yeah. Well, and it's, uh, <laughs> I think this is tan- happening tandem of the Hawkeye. Because in Hawkeye, you see the Statue of Liberty and the, the Crate Towers. Mm-hmm. Or not, the, the scaffolding. The scaffolding. Yeah. yeah. So, we know where this... Like, everyone's like, what time... Like, where in the timeline does this take place? The end. Have you have not been watching the the Hawkeye? Like, the they're end. happening simultaneously. Yeah, well, because they talk about the Statue of Liberty thing in Hawkeye, too, a little right. bit. Somebody's mentioning it off the side. Yeah, anyways, uh, welcome to Comic Talk 616, yeah. a No Way Home podcast for this episode. Um... Yeah, this is... I am... I am Peter Parker. Uh, I am going to ruin Jake's thing because I'm Matt the Moon Baron and I bear the gift of this review. Uh, I'm, For Christmas. Uh, I'm Josh, uh, a.k.a. Peter Parker as well. I'm Steve, a.k.a. Stephen Strange. Oh, man. But not in the magical way. Because there can only be three Spider-Men right now. I'm youth, I'm youth pastor. As as I'm youth pastor Peter Parker. <laughs> I'm youth pastor Peter <laughs> Yes. That was, um, that was, was actually epic. a fantastic line. Yes, it was. How, uh, it was. how was your guys' this week's? 
Well, so Spider-Man came out, so it was pretty fantastic. That's pretty amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, it was. Dude, I know. I saw it opening. Somehow Lux and I got seats for opening night, like good seats. And so we're like, F you guys. <laughs> we're going to go see it now. So Dylan had a ticket the week before on Sunday, and he's like, hey, nobody said anything about the ticket. I'm like, I'll, I'll take it. Dude. So, I, so we went on Thursday. On Thursday, it was more busy in this theater than it was at the other theater on Let Thursday. Let me just say, I hate all three of you. I'm sorry. Oh. So here, here's my thing, though. Is this like, but I'm glad that I was able to enjoy it with you guys. Oh, for sure. Second viewing. Um, that's okay. It's so worth it. Sorry, it's worth it. The, my problem is, is, like, part of my job requires me to be on social media. I was not running that risk. Uh, like, for me to have to like not go on social media for an entire week, I would have lost so much money. An entire yeah. week. Literally three days. That's yeah, that's a lot of money, though. But still. That's a lot. Well, so, like, I don't think I've seen any spoiler, big spoilers for people. They've been pretty nice about it, which I've is so good. Far, I've seen a so far. couple Have you? from, like, news sources that are, like, a-holes. Um, yeah. They're like, the end credit scene with Doctor Strange explained, and you're like, really? Why? Why would you stay with the end credit? Well. Like, you could say end credit scene explained spoilers. No, you don't have to mention any names. That's stupid. So. That being said, huge spoiler right here. Doctor Strange trailer. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk I, about the, it. The, it yeah, I'm we'll glad that they actually made it legitimately just the, just the trailer. Yeah. Like, that's just a trailer. It's not, like, kind of a trailer. It it's is. very much a trailer for that trailer. trailer. So, how do we want to rate this? How do we want to rate this thing? Oh, man, I don't even know. Gosh. Bodies hitting the flow? Mm. Uh, Too soon? Web slingers? Uh, no, we should rate them out of Peter Parker's. Peter Parker memes? They totally did the memes. So, we can, name it, out of, so we can <laughs> name it out of Spider-Man because I think I have a theory as well. So Okay, so let's uh, do it out of Parker's. Yeah, I'm not Parker's. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Out of uh, Man. Okay, five out of five. Oh, I see. Upon the second viewing, yeah, still five out of five. It's amazing. Absolutely. Freaking amazing. Uh, I, this is my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yeah. By far. I, I, I'm going to go to this... even saying that this is better than Avengers Endgame. Agreed. Uh, I, 100% agree. 5 out of 5. I liked it better, I think. Absolutely. Um, I like Endgame a lot, but I like this. I feel like I like this more. Right now. I feel like I have to be the voice of reason here. Mm-hmm. And say that I give it a... A 4.10. Okay. <laughs> so a 5 out of 5. 5 out of 5. 4.10? He's, he's using oh. common core math. It's from the Andrew Garfield universe. What, why, is, why the zero? Yeah, 4.1? I don't know. If we're, if we're Dude, taking the distance. It's, though, though. it's, I'm it's really tired. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's alright. He's using, he's using common core math. That's fair. That's it fair. equals 5. It's just done retardedly. See, I was thinking of feet and inches instead of, you know... Like decimals. Okay. <laughs> so that was completely four foot. Let me, let me rethink my rating system here. What? Um, four, that'd be like four point eight or so. Uh, I'm gonna say four point nine. Okay. Into infinity. Oh, there we go. Okay. That's okay. Fair. So mirror verse five. Well, I'm glad. Oh, we're... Okay, I only give it that that slight knock because Deadpool didn't show up. That's fair. <sighs> He could have. He could have, but you don't. He could we, have. You will never know. I mean, it, yeah. it 
It wouldn't have made. It, I mean, it would have made sense. It it wasn't definitely wasn't needed in this movie. It just so we don't know oh, because here's the thing: they're in the crack. He could have definitely been one of the bodies walking out. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I was expecting to see somebody. I don't know. Just I saw anybody. the rhino. That'd be great. That... The the humanoid suit rhino. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you definitely see his body. So Cause... what are uh? Obviously, there's nothing bad to talk about. So yeah, I don't think there's anything I really like. I feel like I was, and I said this on, uh, I said this on Thursday when I was talking with Dylan, I'm like, we got everything we wanted. Like, we literally got everything that we thought we kind of wanted in the movie, pretty much got. Actually, and I I knock it because there were two Spider-Men showed up. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So, uh, there's a meme that I sent in there. It's the Doge where it's like expectation where he's buff, and then reality where he's buffer. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh... It's kind of like, so he, here's the thing. I was, I was worried. I was just like, man, they're really hyping this up. My expectations are really high. And I was just like, I hope this isn't a case of like, my expectations are so high that the movie doesn't meet them because yeah. I made them so high. Yeah. And then when I watched it, I remember sitting with Alexa and I was just like, she's like, did it meet your expectations? I was like, no. Uh, I was like, it, it exceeded, it exceeded them. In like, them he, here's the thing. This is the most Spider-Man story mm-hmm. for Spider-Man. Like out of yeah. all the movies, this hits everything that, that 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 embodies a Spider-Man story. It hits all of it, like the whole time, right? There's the joke. Even the villains are joking the way that they would in a Spider-Man story. And it always starts off with like, oh, ooh, he he he, like Scooby-Doo shenanigans to complete utter heartbreak, right? Like yeah. devastation. Well, yeah. To, like, Spider-Man's the comeback kid. At the end of the day, he is the comeback kid. He is the... Someone said that uh, Spider-Man's the heart of the MCU as of the moment. I think in general for Marvel, spider Like, okay, yeah, Steve Rogers, the Statue of Liberty. Tony Stark's the uh, the genius that provides all the tech. But when it comes down to the heart and soul of the Marvel Universe... Mm-hmm. Always has been Spider-Man, right? Yeah. When Spider-Man feels at his lowest, it seems like the other heroes are as well. Like, here, here's the thing. If Steve Rogers, or even the Punisher, right? Yeah. The Punisher, who doesn't like Parker. When the Punisher saw Peter completely destroyed and devastated, what did the Punisher do? Rescued him and brought him back to bring him back up. Yeah. Because when Peter's at his lowest, everyone else is too. We got a lot of uh, we got a lot of pieces of storylines too that kind of like got cl- got collected together because there was a uh, there's one called the Last Stand and it's where Aunt May dies. Oh yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where basically like Aunt May dies, he's like, you know what? Uh, we're done. So like it's just like one last like hurrah before he's like, I'm I'm done after this. And so I feel like we got a little bit of that and right. I love that. We also yeah. got a lot of resolution. Like everyone was like, "What was supposed to happen with Andrew Garfield Spider Man?" And we got that, and we got we saw how yeah. messed up. Like the guy, he clearly has severe post traumatic stress disorder. He's clearly like, essentially become a Punisher like superhero, right? Yeah, so he's thought- just like he's like, yeah, I was for full to pull my punches, but he's basically we know he killed the Rhino, like he. He started killing his villains. Like, they're not no, around. He stopped using... He started using, like, 
full power, which is something that right. Which one we we souls right, and we saw a taste of it in this movie when Peter punched the shield, and like it went through. Oh yeah, the shield Mm -hmm. was fighting the goblin. That was. That's about normal. That's about normal punch strength. Yeah. Like so essentially Spider-Man's a little like one punch man where like if he doesn't pull his punches, he's gonna kill somebody. He's gonna just annihilate people. Right, and I don't I don't think people understand like how strong that makes the Green Goblin and like some of the other villains that he faced. Like they're not normal. No. It's it's well like I thought it was interesting because I think I think this is as close as we're getting to, like, the Superior Spider-Man thing, where Doc Ock's, like, a little bit of a hero. Oh, that was so good. They actually oh did a really gosh. good job on that. That did like, so good. Yeah. Where, like, not, you know, not given to his madness, he actually cares about people. Yeah. Well, what I really loved about this movie is that they were clearly able to make fun of some of the really corny moments in the other movies. That now looking at you're like man that was really cheesy and the fact that they like were able to completely put it out there and make it a joke like here here's the thing with Spider-Man villains people need to stop walking near dangerous stuff and falling <laughs> like let's be honest how many Spider-Man villains are like oops I did it again like they I love that conversation they're like Rachel I love that conversation of like yeah we, I fell into electric heels what you fall in oh, centrifuge huh yeah, stuff's dangerous, right? Right. Or we should, people should watch. Or when, when Andrew Garfield was just like, and he fell of a pool of eels. <sighs> like they kept bringing up the fact that like, if you, here's the thing, if you have any sort of relationship, we like red string relationship with Peter Parker, whether it's through a dude who knows a dude who knows another dude, and you fall, you are getting superpowers. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So I'm just just saying, if you know Peter Parker. Don't fall. You'll be fine. I like that they they also, like, so, as they're kind of, like, this is the setup of, like, multiverse stuff they're doing. And as they're doing the setup, I like how they're showing that there's, like, vast differences. Like, the Avengers do not exist in the other Spider-Man universes. Right. Or how some mm-hmm. Spider-Men get to fight aliens and some... Don't. And some get organic webs. <laughs> and some aliens eat brains. And other ones actually I'm, right. destroy entire I just, universes. I'm, I'm, okay. Can we just sit there and appreciate how well those three interacted with each other? Oh my goodness. Like, That's fantastic. It's just, it's hilarious because they're just like, I always wanted brothers. And then, you know, like they're all, like the, the alien thing, they're like, well, I fought an alien once. And he's like, I did too in space. And then Andrew Garfield's like, man, I want to fight an alien. Like, he kind of left out. And then, you know, Tobey Maguire's like, I'm surprised he went to space. Yeah. I just... Dude. Just so much nostalgia. It was... Like, this is... Yeah, this is a a love letter. For every, like, person that's ever liked a Spider-Man movie. Ever. So, here's the Except for the weird... uh, the weird ones overseas. Normally when they do fan service stuff, it's, like, it's done kind of corny. Yeah. But this was an absolute fan service movie done perfectly. And here's the thing. You'd be like, oh, it wasn't a fan service movie. Yes, it was. It was. Yes, Absolutely. it was. Yeah. It was, but, like, it didn't they feel... The the, yeah, it felt like it was done further, well. Yeah. They had great power, the and they used yeah. it with great so, responsibility. 
Yeah. I think that right now, at this like current, uh, this current moment in time, I think is the best time to be a Spider-Man fan. Like, Absolutely. they have the games that were killing it, and they, those were already like, oh my gosh, there's like a love letter to Spider-Man fans. Yeah. Then we got this movie, like after the couple of last couple that were really good. Yeah, it's like it's hard to imagine. I just. What else do I love about this? Um, so many things, dude. Uh, just... <sighs> probably the you know this is the like peak Peter Parker, like acting like Peter Parker, yeah. like you know seeing like oh, people I like, like people I love that are that know I'm Spider Man are gonna get hurt, so better I don't tell them. I so I love that like so here's the thing, right? The, the they really show like who Spider-Man is as a character in this because it's like he could have easily been like I'm Spider-Man and go into any school right like any college and university mm-hmm. despite the political divide they had would take him because he's he's effing Spider-Man yeah. right like the fact that you have a superhero an Avenger a dude who whooped Thanos going to your school that's going to boost admissions, admissions to your school no matter what you know, and at the end of the day, after the spell, the fact that, like, he chose to essentially drop out of school and continue doing what Aunt May and, like, Stephen Strange and what the Avengers stood for, which is helping people, yeah. it, it, it says a lot about Peter Parker's character, you know, and um, it gives us a real good direction on, I have some theories more and I feel like some of my theories are not more solidified but like it's going we, we talked about this a little yeah. bit in the shop yeah. um, but we'll talk about that later but as, as they get closer to be more like where the MCU is becoming more like the comics in the sense of like it's a good it's a grand expanding world with multiple villains and multiple things happening at once and multiple earth crises taking place um Daredevil, it's it's hard. It's hard to put all the words. Like, Daredevil, we probably saw yeah. Kingpin's town car. Yeah. The, the ASM whatever number where Kingpin showed up. Mm-hmm. It was probably his town car. Like, we know that he was... He's a, I mean, we know he's around. We, we saw him. We saw yeah. him. In Hawkeye. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spoilers for Hawkeye if you haven't watched the first five episodes. I mean... I just... It's 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 I I I love having Matt Murdock in there at the beginning. I think we got I like it. We got Matt Murdock, and I think we got an appropriate amount where it's not like overbearing. Like it doesn't overshadow. It doesn't overshadow anything. It's just yeah. he's there. He's it's a cameo. Like, <gasps> we get to go get excited. He gets yeah. to say some lines, and he catches a brick, and he's out. It was the most Matt Murdock thing that we could have done. For him being like, yeah. hey, we're keeping this character. I'm a really good lawyer. I'm a really good lawyer. Dude, <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. Like, I knew that he was on set, right? Like, we talked about it. We knew that he was on the movie. We had a pretty good idea. I mean, yeah. but they brought people on set before to throw us off, right? No, we knew that he was cast in the movie a long time ago. We had a pretty good, uh, well. Right, but they could have casted him and not had him in it. We had a very good idea that he was in it. Yeah. Right. 
Like we we knew, but we didn't. I mean, it's know. the same way that well, we it's do. Confirmed. So yes, we knew. Yeah. Well, we were right. Yeah, we were right. But like when it, it was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was reported on. The, the point like is, though, they they brought they so. they brought people on and like faked us out. They have done that before, for sure. Yeah, but well, that's because it's the difference between reporting somebody visited the set and somebody is cast in the movie. Mm-hmm. You take the visit of the set things with a grain of salt because that happens all the time and right. it has nothing to do with anything. Right. Yeah, well, even with casting though, too, is because like. Technically, when they casted him, his contract wasn't up with Netflix, so it wasn't like. Uh, yeah, it was. It's been over two years. It was just well ending. Over. Like he couldn't like. There's a chance that they still he still wasn't. I, I, we're not sure of the full contract, so we're, there was still a chance that he wasn't able to, or he didn't want to. If he didn't want to, I don't know but, why he wouldn't want to. That's no, the, no, I'm just saying. The, the, it's the point, the point is, is like we got visual confirmation. Yeah. And when I was in the theater and I saw him, I was like, <gasps> like I freaked out. Mm-hmm. And like people, and like one dude was like, "Who is that guy?" And I was just like, "Sir, seriously, Daredevil." And he was just like from Netflix. I'm like, "Yes." And he's like, and then he went, <gasps> <laughs> but yes, the brick scene was, sir, was was really good because the fact that he caught it and like. His response was, "I'm a really good lawyer," and the fact that, I, well, I guess in this world it doesn't make sense for them to question We've seen it. Seen so many crazy things. It's like, oh, that blind lawyer just caught a brick that was thrown through the window, like behind him. Yeah, and if his he answer is, "I'm a really good lawyer," he's like, going to take it for face value. Okay, he's got more. Well, the thing he's is, like, yeah, he's like, like, yeah, there's other things other happening things right now. We'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> circle back. But, oh, man. So, my question is how does the spell work? Like, how, like, does that erase all, like, so, did he still have a thing to MIT? Because if nobody knows who he is, nope. oh, he would Did you notice, what, after he got his apartment, he has a GED study guide. Right. He doesn't even have a high school diploma anymore. Oh, so I'm thinking, yeah, so as far as well, they're so concerned, that, everyone around Peter Parker has completely forgotten who Peter Parker is, meaning he obviously has a birth certificate and social security number and all the stuff, but as far as people that know him, people nobody know can him. confirm he's been there, uh, so like, yeah. Didn't, didn't Strange say, though, like, um, Peter Parker is completely... Well, he said it'll be like you never existed. Like you never existed. Keyword like, so like... Clearly, he's got all the legal documentation. Spider people know who Spider Man is. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like if he shows up to school, so it's just there's nobody that knows him. My question is that this might actually like lead to some of the stuff where we thought we thought we weren't or were gonna get. Like, this may lead to Ned like going kind of crazy because he has Dude, a this, memory gap. This opened it wide open for Ned to become the Hobgoblin. Completely. Yeah. yeah so question: I don't remember the Hobgoblin ever having magic powers. Well, um, I think he did. He may okay. So Hobgoblin was one of those characters that like didn't get used a lot, and so he may. I think that was a huge difference between him and Green Goblin. Was he actually had powers of some sort? He had. He did have I something. Remember, I can't remember what it was. He's like a villain for hire, but with magic. I th- maybe I don't know. I don't remember if his stuff was magic or if like 
It's hard to tell because cartoons, and it's been a bit. Right. Well, I remember Hobgoblin was, like like I said, kind of like a, a hired gun. I didn't remember. Anyway, so... But, I, yeah, I just wonder if, like, the, yeah, if he doesn't know who right. Peter Parker is. So, fan theory, right. Uh-huh. We know... So, in the chat, Matt mentioned that humans are the only ones that were, like, affected with the spell. And that's why a little piece of Venom came back. Yeah. So, going back to my Secret Wars theory, right? So, we all know when Spider-Man got, first got the black suit, which was in Secret Wars. Right. Theory. And I think this would be one of the best Easter eggs and comic book callbacks ever. Is when they do the whole King the Conqueror endgame and they start doing the secret wars if that's when Peter gets the black suit is during if they if they do secret wars if they do it then because then that's it's like possible but the pro so the problem the big problem is that we we as the audience know that that is Venom right like but yeah. they didn't know that so right. that was like a bigger reveal I don't know if they can they can't pull that off twice Twice. Where they go like, oh, this was secretly a villain on on Spider Man the whole time, right? But well, I think that I think that it might lead to it probably is going to lead to the Venom in this universe because the last thing that Venom thought or the last thought that it had while it was attached was go to New York find Spider Man, right? So that's mm-hmm. probably how it's getting there. Like, like I said, I think it'd be really cool is. If they do Secret Wars, obviously with Kang pulling the strings, if the first time Peter Parker runs into Venom and he gets that black suit is during Secret Wars, because that's like, that's a huge comic book callback. Like, that's when Peter Parker first got the black suit, period. Yeah. You know, and we know there's another trilogy. We don't know when that's going to happen. Right. So that'd be crazy if the trilogy took place after... I think we might actually get the evil Venom that we want in the MCU still. I, I think so. I hope so. I think we're still going to get, like, so, I like I like Venom as a lethal protector, but it's also, he's also a really good villain, and I like him as a villain, because, like, he's definitely, like, a brutal villain, but, like, also at the same time... I'd say anti-villain. Well, but he's, but at the same time, like... He is not interested in the destruction of mankind. He just wants to kill Spider-Man. So, like, he won't blow up an office building to kill Spider-Man. He'll just go after Spider-Man. Well, and the, and the thing is, is his whole reason for wanting to kill Spider-Man is because he literally got his feelings hurt. Yeah, pretty much. They broke up. Right. Oh, man. Also, another fan theory. I think MJ might become Tigress. Possibly. Uh, it's a stretch, but... Weird. That's a stretch. That's a stretch because, like, what have they ever shown of her being Tigress other than no, her dad was the Vulture? Like, her dad was a villain, or her dad was a superpowered person, so she has to be. I don't think I'm not. No, MJ's dad wasn't the Vulture. Was it? it was the other girl? What, what other girl? What other girl? The MJ's dad wasn't the. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was MJ. Sure, I swear it was some white girl. No. No. Are you are you confusing universes again? Open us. Mm-hmm. I think you are, sir. Yeah, yeah the there's, there's no homecoming. reason for her to become 
Could be Tigress. No, I, I don't think so. Ned, like I said, Ned, I could see no, kind of. No, it was this girl named Liz in Homecoming. It wasn't MJ. Yeah. Where are we No, doesn't she say I go by MJ at the end of the movie? No, Liz moved. What? Oh, no, MJ was Liz's friend. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. I just remember they had her. I'm like, I thought, okay. It, it was just a thing. But also, I think the next I'm sorry. interest. I'm, I'm interest tired too. So I'm Peter Parker tired. could be uh, Felicia, a.k.a. the Black Cat. Mm. We, haven't, we haven't seen her in a capacity. Yeah, I don't like I said I, they could do it, but I feel like the Felicia thing is going to be different because like Felicia's basically the new girl after like he breaks up with Gwen for one time. Right. So, like, I mean, it would make sense in this case. It would. You know, Peter Parker's going to have to move on and get on with his new life as you know MJ that go to MIT for a little bit and. You yeah. know, he's delivering pizzas and taking pictures for the Daily Bugle to pay his rent. I, well, I, man, I wish I, I, we didn't get any direct interaction, but I, and I wish we did, though, between uh, J.K. Simmons and uh, <laughs> Tom Holland. We, I, we will. Because I really wanted that, like, I really want to see that, like, sorry? <laughs> and him just, like, screaming. Yeah. What, uh... What pain theories do you guys have? Give me moving forward theories, rather. Yeah, you know, actually, just one um, question I kind of had throughout, um, and I think I talked with you, Jake, about this um, Electro's character. Um, the only people that could come through um, after mm-hmm. the spell um, were those that knew who Peter Parker were. Yes. So, Electro didn't know. He knew who Spider-Man was, but he didn't know the identity of Spider-Man. I think he knew who he was at, towards mm-hmm. the end because he had. I think he talked to him, like he was because he was talking to him, calling him Max and stuff. Well, he 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 said he movie. said specifically that um, it's like I didn't know it was you. I kind of expected you to be black. Right. He said I didn't know Hence it was the you. Whole, so like he, he knew, knew who Peter, Peter Parker was. He just didn't didn't know who it was. He, he knew who Peter Parker was. He didn't know that Peter Parker was Spider Man. Yeah, but when it's uh, people that know that Peter Parker is Spider Man. Um, <sighs> yeah, that the problem. The other problem is like uh, some of these people kind of have some split personalities a little yeah. bit. So yeah. like. Nice Max might have known Peter Parker was Spider-Man, and not Nice Max might not have known that. It's hard to tell. And it's hard to tell, like, okay, so, did, did Venom I, I, know Peter Parker yeah. is Spider-Man? I mean, we're, I, I know we're, like, splitting hairs. Yeah, true, a little bit. Venom but, got pulled in later. Yes. When everything was falling apart, I don't think it was just... But it was, but he only had, but he said he's been there for hours. And that happened, in, yeah. that whole thing took, like, 30 minutes tops. Yeah. So the other question we kind of had just kind of towards the end is what chaos is going to come out of? Mm -hmm. Well, we know that 
the events from What If are... No, they're not canon. Because that's not the same Doctor Strange, because we already saw what happened at the end, at the end of that Doctor Strange. The, the Doctor Strange, what if, that's not, the evil Doctor Strange we're seeing is not the same. No, we know that. Okay. It is canon because it's multiverse. Yes, I'm saying that, but, but I'm saying we're not getting that up. Doctor Strange. Right. I think that's just a primer. No, we're, 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 we're getting a variant of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's just a variant of Doctor Strange. Like, there, there's going to be multiple Doctor Stranges who corrupted himself in order to save Rachel. Or do yeah. something, or do something um, else, like. Yeah. I mean, there's they, many reasons they could make it to where that Doctor Strange is the Doctor Strange, and he escaped. Whatever, whatever. No, uh, see, I think that this, but this one doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem like that same guy because he doesn't. He like he hasn't redeemed himself. No, he does not seem. This guy, this new Doctor Strange that we're looking at, doesn't look redemptive at all. Yeah. No. So I don't know. Like I said, I feel like there's like other triggering events I think that was really good but I think that was just a primer to show off I think everything got sealed up I, yeah that's kind of my I, it's fairly apparent with I, yeah well I, I think it's something similar happened to what happened the last time the spell kind of went crazy except for on Strange's end except for on a bigger scale because it blew up yeah what also, like, there's chaos magic now in there, too, so that thing could not even be Doctor Strange. It could be a character that we've been looking for this entire time. Oh, my lord. That, and if that's true, that'd be terrifying. Oh, yep. Mephisto. Yes, everything yes. is Mephisto. Everyone's been like. <laughs> the problem is everything is Mephisto. That's the problem. I know. I, I know, but. There's Who been a lot of the Loki, Mephisto. No, he still could be, though. No. The thing, though, is, it honestly it could be. At the, he's so good at hiding, though. It's just like he could be. We could have easily seen Mephisto in Hawkeye and not even know it. It could be one of those things where he's been in every single MCU. Mephisto's the dog. Thing. I knew it. Because because what they just That's realized like an Easter egg that like if you watch the if you watch the second Dark Knight movie, every time Bruce Wayne was somewhere, the Joker was right behind him in every single scene. Like the Joker was following him the entire time. Like at the dinner scene with him and Harvey Dent, the Joker is there. Yeah, Heath Ledger like turns around and you see the Joker. Like he's hidden. Like he was always watching. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. Yeah, yeah. Like someone on TikTok just like pointed out, and like, they showed all the scenes and everything. And like that's why he would, like was one step ahead. But um, so it, it could be something similar where like it was all Mephisto, <laughs> which would be hilarious because you know it would be if it's true. The problem is like so. The problem with Mephisto is like. Every time something happens, it, no, yeah, a little bit, and also every time something happens, there's a stupid article. It's like maybe this is Mephisto. It's like, right? Okay, guys. I don't like, know. Everything can't be Mephisto. I don't think he'd be causing any of it, but maybe he's just like there. enjoying the chaos. Because oh. yeah. the more chaos that happens, the stronger he gets. Leading up to this, 
Doctor Strange is Mephisto. He's gotta be, because why would he do that? It's like... Because he's Doctor Strange. He does weird things. Strange like, things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it makes sense that he would try to help. Well, yeah, right. They're like, like well, he, if Peter would have kept his mouth shut, it would have been a simple spell, well, and nobody would have... Wong, Wong explained it. Why would Doctor Strange would do that? Well, if he was still Sorcerer Supreme, the Kingdom of Toro would have been burnt down. <laughs> Obviously, they had a big enough party to where they had to erase the minds of everyone who attended it. So, that's self-explanatory enough. Well, the thing like, is... he's using world-changing magic to cure hangovers. Yes. Yes, he would do this. Mm-hmm. Definitely. He's, like, he's also, like, I think they, man, Benedict Cumberbatch really, he, I think, he also nails Doctor Strange of like, and the, like the way of like, he's really arrogant. Yeah, yes. he's, he's arrogant, but he's nice. He's still nice, but he's, he's nice, still arrogant. arrogant. He's nice, arrogant, but he's still arrogant. Do you like how they, how in the trailer, like his beard was like darker, and mm-hmm. especially after MJ found like the goatee, darkening, oh, the hair color, hair color. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's what that is. It was goatee hair dye. And then we see him in the strange trailer and it's darker. Oh my goodness, I did not. He's trying to hide some grays. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Because he is kind of vain. Oh yeah, super. Super vain, super arrogant, but still like a good person in a way. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think they nailed that down pretty well and... Um, I think it's really funny because they, the, that is kind of a running thing with like the Sanctum Centaurum that like something's wrong with it every time somebody goes in there. There's a, they're like, it never stays whole for like very long. Something breaks every time somebody else comes in. I mean, it makes sense. They're protecting the world. Right. Right. But they don't have liability insurance. but, But it just has like a, it has such a delicate balance that like when Thor goes in there, he breaks things. When, well, when Hulk goes in there, he breaks things, too. Like, the roof. <laughs> the staircase. The staircase. Like, they have a pretty good insurance coverage, but they don't have liability, which is strange. Well, insurance coverage, they just fix it themselves, because yeah. they can't let anybody know. True. Right. It is. It's almost a running joke, because something is always wrong. Yeah. So, what are, what are my... We, we can talk about favorite moments in the movie. One of my favorite moments was when MJ was falling, right? And at first I was just like, I was like, Aunt May just died. There's no way they're going to do this. And then for a second I was just like, these mother effers, are they really going to put us through this again? Like, I would not put it past them just for them to, like, they already kicked us. And then to make us relive all this over again, right? Mm -hmm. And then when Andrew Garfield caught her right this time, and the fact that, like, he was broken but like healed at the same time yeah. I was just Powerful. like you, yeah. you you could tell for like Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man like he like felt like he redeemed himself in that moment right because he was like holding her and he was just like I didn't mess up this time like that was yeah it was like it that was, was one of the best parts because I'm watching oh. watching Gwen Stacy die was just like whew. yeah but watching this and having him catch her this time like was yeah. was huge. One of my favorite parts for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was definitely really that was really cool because like 
it had kind of showed off that he's like been thinking like he has been not, doing nothing but thinking about this. Like, yeah, that wasn't yeah, like oh, how do I not do that ever again? Yeah. Uh, another favorite thing is when Tobey Maguire got stabbed. Oh. I was thought I was like, okay, is this like a, the Miles Morales moment where Peter Parker dies? And this inspires Miles Morales? No, it wasn't. But I did love how he was like, you know, we thought he was going to die. And then he's like, oh, no, I've been stabbed before. Like, it was like a Tuesday. Yeah. No, he's been stabbed by that specific blade like three times. Yeah. <laughs> I, bet, yeah. I bet when he got stabbed in the back, he's just like, why? It's like, again? Again? What is like, it, Tuesday? After their parting words with Tom Holland, it's like... You're in a lot of pain right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what, are, what yeah. are some of your guys' favorite moments? Um, man, all the prep stuff in the Statue of Liberty was great. Um, even the kind of like in jokes with like the like, how does that web fluid work? How does this? How does the organic fluid work? It's so inappropriate. Because that's the it. because yes. that's the thing of like nightmares. That's well, no, that's the thing that like that's the first thing I think that. It, like they should do in any like Spider Verse crossovers. Like, okay, you gotta tell me how that works because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Well, in <laughs> the fact that they both asked for like, so does it come out anywhere else? Didn't they ask yes. that in the other movies too? No, 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 they didn't. We did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess everyone did, right? Right. Yes. No, yes. It's just like what in, in the other movies. Right. It's just like what. Why? Why doesn't he have web shooters? That's weird. Right. Well, they did that. They like a, they even made fun of that in the comics, like a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, like they basically wrote like they basically made that happen only when he was becoming a monster. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. I did like how Tobey Maguire's like you're amazing in just like telling it to Andrew Garfield. How you say yeah. it. Yeah. How you say it. I really needed that. It's awesome. Um, one of my favorite scenes, not, other than the ones that you've already mentioned, um, had to be on the, on the rooftop, um, once, uh, they find the other two Spider-Men, um, and they, he's just, Tom Holland's in a complete existential breakdown because of his loss, and the other two Spider-Men, the, just the whole... Going back and explaining, you know, how they lost Gwen, how they lost Uncle Ben. You know, it's, uh, well, no, they didn't lose me. They lost the others. And just that powerful moment where it's like, yes, we do understand. And we're here to help you. Right. Well, that, and it's just like, it's that... Pivotal, pivotal that pivotal loss for Peter Parker is where mm-hmm. he like really understands why what not necessarily why he got bit by the spider but you know why he got bit by the spider right at the end of the day why he got bit by the spider is because he's kind of not like it's, it's you know the hammer and it's, yeah. he's worthy but I think that. That, that's that's why, right? Because he well, had great power. I mean, he was the only one who was going to be able to wield it responsibly. Yeah. True. You know, it, it really, those scenes right there make him, in my opinion, the most relatable um, superhero in the MCU. 
and um, yeah, just such a powerful moment. Well, and like I think with that, like it also addressing uh, with the um, with the first Spider-Man that like the very first Spider-Man movie, where like yeah, this would have tore Spider-Man apart. Yeah, and they don't show that as much. If I feel like, like, that should have torn him apart more than it did. Like, like, he would have brought that, like, it would have been kind of haunting him that he, like, was responsible for a dude dying right off the bat. Like, just because, like, that's very Peter Parker-esque. Like. I feel like uh, Peter Parker's the, like one of the one characters where he doesn't kill people. Like he's the one of the people in like the MCU that yeah he doesn't really kill people, right? But well, even even in in that one, he tried to keep the guy from dying. Yeah, no, but he but like and failed. <laughs> right, but he's like, but he feels guilty because he in some mm-hmm. part wanted that guy to die. Yeah. Right. And, well, that's the thing, too. Like, we'll, we'll, my next point, but... Yeah. I think that's, like, one of the things with, with that's so amazing with Peter Parker is that, like, he clearly wanted the Green Goblin to die. Clearly. Yeah, but I so. think at the end of the day, like, out of his, like, when he got out of his rage, he, like, still chose to cure him. So what was your favorite part, Sue? Like, before we... <laughs> I don't want to skip yours. You had to pick one. Thing. Whole thing, yeah, that's fair. There was really, I, yeah. yeah, it was like okay. So my first favorite thing was how they reintroduced Matt Murdock, and then after that, it was just the rest of the movie was my favorite thing. It was pretty good. Yeah. Can we just talk about Tom Holland's acting as Peter Parker? Dude, like oh, the dead on. <laughs> What the hell's up with this dude in making us want to cry? Like, he did it in Endgame with Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Because he's and now a phenomenal me. actor. Dude, he is so... It's, dude, it should be illegal how good he is. Yeah. I, I Like I said, I like, really like... I think he's perfect in his role. Yeah, to do that and carry a flawless American accent at yeah. the same Not time. Not only that, a one from Queens... <laughs> Without being a super trans, like, Atlantic. It's just barely. Like, it... Here's the thing. When I saw it the first time and Aunt May died, like, I was... I, I was... I was, I was gonna cry. Yeah. Like, if they would've kept it longer, I was going to cry. And then on the rooftop, I was you just mean like, you man. didn't cry? I was you so close. Heartless. So the first time, like, I was holding in so much pee that it was, like, hard to, like... Oh, you would have wet yourself if you started crying. Yeah. Okay. We'll let you have it. It was... Dude, this guy's acting is... I don't know, man. When when Tom Holland passes that torch, whoever they cast as Miles Morales or whoever's next is got a huge boost of feeling. they're going to have to... I think the next thing they're going to have to cast is Miles Morales. Yeah. Because I don't think they're going to have 
easy time doing another Peter Parker Dude. this he's this quickly. Like, no, they won't do another Peter Parker for the MCU. Not for a while. Not no, for a long while. Yeah. I mean, the way that they just kind of put him off Whoa. into being able to just be Spider-Man again, I think it's going to equal up, or really send his character off so, in such a good okay, way. Okay, so yeah. since, since he has a clean slate all of a sudden, mm-hmm. are we going to see Mary Jane? I don't know if we're going to see Mary Jane, because I think we got the, I think this MJ is the cl- the MJ for this world. I know. Right, just so. like we didn't really get an Uncle Ben because Aunt May was Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. So I think we're, we, I don't think we're going to get that. We may get a Gwen Stacy in a way. I, I think we're going to get a Felicia Hardy. Or a Felicia Hardy. Gwen's Felicia Hardy makes more sense. Felicia oh, yeah. Hardy definitely makes more sense. Or Cindy Moot, because we... I believe Cindy Moon was in the first one. Because in the casting list, someone was casted as Cindy Moon, who did go to the same school as Peter Parker, and was bitten on the same day as him, but she was trapped in a lab. Okay. And I know that they did talk about some some people that they would like to bring in into the MCU, as far as, like, the Spider-Man thing is, like, um, Jessica Drew, Cindy Moon, Madam Web. Are some of the people that they would like to to bring in and and look at doing? I think I don't know. I Madam Web stuff may make sense now with the multiverse. With the multiverse, before it didn't, but now it right. might actually work. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I want to see Cindy Moon in this. Like, I can't remember who Cindy Moon is. Silk, Silk, Silk. Okay, the, the problem basically is, they're like magnetically attracted to each other it's, it's ridiculous the first, the first yeah. few weeks that they meet each other is like they they're busy doing spider stuff but Tom Holland yeah. made it very explicitly like he's just like people have no interest in like exploring Peter's sexual life which no. I agree yeah. like the comics like they made it obvious that Cindy Moon and Peter Parker were extremely attracted to each other and that's it right Spider people doing spider people stuff because pheromones were in high drive. Um, you know, with Jessica Drew, I can understand a little bit more because she's a secret agent and that's kind of like literally part of her power set. Yeah. But I, I like Tom Holland's like response to that of just like, no one wants to see a teenage Peter Parker getting it on, and if you do, there it's kind of problems. That's kind of gross. He's yeah. a kid. He's literally not even out of high school. I, I think the black cat thing would make more sense because, like, that's more of a... Right. Uh, it's kind of funny because, like, the more that time has gone on, the more it has become the same relationship. The relationship between black cat is the same as the relationship between Batman and Catwoman, essentially. Yeah, kind of. Like, it really started... Much. Like, right. it wasn't as much in, like, the, let's say, the early 2000s as it's become. Right, I, th- I think be- I think it's like Peter Parker goes back to MJ because MJ is where Peter Parker's at, and it reminds him that Peter Parker is still in control. But I think at the end of the day, I think he understands that both Felicia accepts Peter and Spider Man, where MJ always kind of has this bitterness towards Spider Man, which causes them to divorce and like break mm-hmm. up multiple times. Yeah, you know and. 
if if we're being honest, I think Felicia Hardy is a much more it's a much healthier relationship option for um I think it's good Parker. I think it's it, it leads to some better stories too, where it's more of a like Spider Man deals with stuff that isn't earth shattering as well. Yeah. Like sometimes just really good crime. Right. Yeah, like this girl he has a huge crush on happens to also be a like a villain, like she, not like a high top villain, but she's like clearly doing a, some a thief, a thief, a thief. Yeah, like high end crime, and uh, you know. Okay, one bone I have to pick. I don't like how they did damage control in this so much, because damage control is supposed to be like those guys that cleans up after superheroes, and they kind of made him more of a government agency, which makes sense, but. I always kind of liked him as, like, the goofy, don't-really-know-what-they're-doing knuckleheads that just, like, you know, insurance goons, basically, like, what, that's, what your mom does. Essentially, that's kind of where they're at, though, where they're, like, but with, like, authority. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they clearly don't know what they're doing. They arrested people without enough to, like, put them in For, jail. Right, they're like the guys in Monsters Inc. 2319. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Any any final any final thoughts? So I wonder if this, so okay. So I wonder how, so with damage control stuff. Thinking about that, okay. So now damage control has the stuff they took still though. They don't know why they took it. <laughs> so is the, does this lead to like some of the like wrecking crew stuff where like they have technology or like weapons that they don't know anything about? They don't know where they awesome. came from. Somehow they got Star Tech. Like Star Tech is now out there, unregistered. I hope so. I think that's what's going on. That would, they would be perfect for like the She-Hulk series. Like honestly, it might. Cool. Stuff showing up because like and... he, like he, here's the thing: when when She-Hulk first starts off, mm-hmm. she's just the only thing she knows is that she's hot, and is just as strong as her cousin. That's it. So she's like, oh, well, I'm hot. I'm, like, already famous as a supermodel, but now I can be a superhero. And these Wrecking Crew guys are like, the only things they know is that they know construction, and now they're strong. So we have two sets of people trying to do great things. They don't even know how to ride a bike, essentially. And I think that would be perfect for She-Hulk or even Miss Marvel as well. Wrecking Crew would be perfect for She-Hulk because they're billing She-Hulk as at least partially comedy. And the Wrecking, Wrecking Crew, Crew would be perfect for that. The Wrecking yeah. Crew would be partially comedy because, like, they are... They're like the Three Stooges. Yeah. They're yeah. like the Three comedy. Stooges, but with strong... Who would like, you guys cast as the Wrecking Crew? Uh, Some big knuckleheads. So Terry Crews as one. <laughs> Can we just get... Look, can we just get the same cast as that one movie about uh, the muscleheads who try to pull off the bank heist? Yeah, like the one that's in real life or whatever. Oh, oh no, wait. So we have Terry Crews, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and John Cena, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Brock Lesnar, that would work too. Like those three, like I was Terry Crews, say Mark Calloway, but that works too. Yeah, and I like, like I like Stone Cold because like again, Wrecking Crew, like you need to have like that redneck who just wants to drink beer. Yeah. That's fair. 
That's well, who I was saying. Terry, Terry Crews, Steve Austin, Mark Calloway. <laughs> there we go. That works. <laughs> that work. That would work. I'm just going to keep the wrestler motif going. Who would you cast? Who would the Big Show would also be a good one? Big Show, probably. Yeah, that is a good one. Just switch out Terry Crews with the Big Show. Why? I'm, why choose? Make it four. Oh, oh, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. How many are there? I think there's supposed to be three. It's supposed to be three, but... That's what I thought. I like, it's usually three, but... I feel like that's just for simplicity's well, sake. I mean, if you yeah, want to introduce the X-Men, you could have a fourth one have and be. have one of them be the Blob. Yeah. The Blob would fit as a... Wrecking crew, yeah, he would. Yeah. Ooh, no, sure. wait. The guy who carries the ball and chain? Miley Cyrus. Because she came oh, in like a wrecking oh, ball. Oh, gosh. Oh Lord, this is devolved. That is, that okay. is this. That's devolved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, it's all good. I had to. That's, I know you did. No, you didn't. I, I you really didn't have to. But I did. You, you, you made did. a bad decision. Now I have serious indigestion that I'm going to have to take medicine for now. Thank you, thank you, Jane. You're welcome. <coughs> It didn't All right. Hit until right after you made that comment. <laughs> so, what are our final thoughts? Probably is real. My insides are melting as we speak. My final thoughts is honestly, this was a great way to end the year as far as cinematics go. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't know if there's any other movie that's going to top this one for the rest of the year. Yeah. Like, well, no. Like there, there Not isn't. In the fact that this is like the biggest movie premiere since COVID. Like it's 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 crazy and I'm Okay, so yeah. I'm more excited to watch Hawkeye now and now it's just like the more we get the more open the MCU has yeah. become. Like it yeah. feels like here's the thing. Before Endgame I understand like it was like all about laying a foundation and it was like a cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like I'm watching the comics. Yeah. Like before it was like cool this is a Marvel movie like it's a, it's cinematic Marvel. It went from that to feeling like I'm watching a comic now. Like it it feels like yeah. I'm watching a comic versus just watching a Marvel movie. Yeah. It's on a whole other level now and this Spider-Man movie has just solidified that tone even further and further yeah. if anything it cemented it and now it's like the expectations yeah. for the movies going forward are so i've been very excited about dr strange and multiverse madness watching this movie just crank that up like a hundred times yeah oh yeah Definitely. even before the uh trailer after the credits yeah right that we got yeah this movie was the sh- shot in the arm that the mcu needed and um, there's there's no way around it. It's uh, uh, they are going to have a very hard time topping it. I am not sure, but I think this might be my this might be my favorite Marvel movie, and I'm not sure yet. It's I'm at this point, it feels like it is, but like I got to give it a little time because I'm too close to it. Right, you got to let it ferment a little bit. Got to let it settle a little bit, but. I also, agree, I'm with you there. But also, it does show, like, I like the direction they're going where the TV stuff actually does affect the movies. And vice so versa. It, it, that does make it feel like the comic books, like where there's side issues. that yeah. Like, there's the mainline stuff, and oh, you really could just watch the main movies. 
but the side issues kind of fill stuff in. The tie-in. The tie-ins. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> I agree with, like... I don't want to say it's my favorite Marvel movie right now. Okay. Because I'm, like... On that Spider-Man high. You know? I got that yeah. good good. But... You know, in a couple of weeks... Um, I have a feeling that it, my answer won't change. But I can... I can easily declare it my favorite movie of the year, by far. Well, yeah. Easy. I mean, it probably is for you until, uh, <coughs> what is it, Armor Wars comes out, and if they put John Berthold in the Punisher uh, that suit, then yeah. you're like, okay, it's yeah. game over. Yeah. No, but the series. The series, yeah. Well, it's going to be my favorite thing that exists, but not yet. So. When, when it does happen, uh, you know Matt's going to like scream off the balcony and be like, Merry Christmas, like he's a... I mean Scrooge to be even fair even though it'll be like the middle of the summer to be fair I, I what the Punisher show came out I was like cool I'm gonna go get my shirt on I don't know why it's not helping so, it doesn't make the movie the stuff better but this this will be my favorite movie of the year I think yeah, it's not gonna be my favorite thing of the year oh yeah because something's coming out in two weeks Bubba Pet. uh huh that's fair yeah see how that is and unless they botch the story for me, anyway, yeah. it's going to top this. That's fair. That's uh, fair. Really That's fair. I, yeah. It, Star Wars is a little I've more you think. A Boba Fett something yeah. since like the mid nineties. Right. Right. So, oh, makes sense. How messed up would it be if it was just like a loop of him sitting in the chair over and over again? Oh, so and they were just trolling us for like almost a year and a half. Something real quick on that. The trailer we got for Boba Fett. Is like the first five or ten minutes of the first episode. All the footage for it. They have shown nothing to anybody. That's great. So that is. That's something to. That's quick. That's coming real about. quick. Uh, Josh, what's your final thought? Um, yeah. Um, final thought is, if you haven't seen it yet, you need to, like, get your butt to the theater. If you haven't seen it yet. Why are you yeah, missing Yeah, if, if they haven't seen it yet, how come they're this far in the best part? That, that would be very stupid. No, if you haven't yeah. seen it yet and you got to this point... Um, Shame on you. I'm sorry. Good. Shame on you. Shame on you, but go watch it anyway. Yeah, are you a masochist? Do you hate either. yourself? You'll, you'll still like it. Yeah. That's... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down. They're at least fans of this podcast. <laughs> no, because if you've gotten this far and you haven't watched it, you hate yourself. Because why would you want spoilers? That's true. That's very true. You're you literally like want to hurt yourself. Yeah. And here's the thing: you are loved, and valued, and you don't deserve spoilers. Very true. Well, if you watch it one time, go watch it again. For real. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning into this episode. I am Jake, aka Peter Parker. I am Matt, aka. Um, the Cosmic Spider-Man. I'm Josh, a.k.a. Youth Pastor Peter Parker. <laughs> I am Steve, a.k.a. Dr. Stephen Strange. Actually, there's a Dr. Peter Parker. We're and Peter we're Parker. signing out. Goodbye. Goodbye.